The journey of life is too complex and spiritual to be lived from your sensory perceptions. You're welcome to Love Life City, where we live life by the Holy Spirit. To raise men with the capacity to love genuinely both God and humanity through insight, discipleship, and fellowship. This message will set you up for a balanced lifestyle here on earth. Listen and be blessed. All right, Jeremiah 33 and verse 18. Amen. Now can we read together, says, Nor shall the priest, the Levite, lack a man to offer burnt offering before me to kindle grain offerings and to sacrifice such. Continue. 19. And the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, verse 20, Yes. Then my covenant may also Amen. Yes. Amen. Now look at the promise. Go back to verse 22. You see, look at the promise God is making to, to David. He said, as the host of heaven cannot be numbered, nor the sound of the something is wrong with his mic. Nor the sound of the sea measured, so will I multiply the descendants of David. Somebody said the descendants of David. So this was God making a promise to David. This was God cutting a covenant with David. And he said, just like you can't stop the sun and the moon from shining, that is how you can't stop my covenant with David. Okay. So, as the sun cannot be stopped from shining. Now, I want to tell you something very important. You know, what covenant truly means? What covenant truly means? Covenant is an agreement between two parties that is binded by oath. So covenant is an agreement with two between two parties and a deity to oversee such agreements. Agreement between two parties and a deity in between to enforce the agreement. That's covenant. So there are different types of covenants. For instance, there is a business covenant. You can enter a business covenant with someone. A contract. And as the person signs that he will deliver so and so, you will sign that you will pay so and so money. And as soon as that contract is being signed, a lawyer is going to be called to stamp on it. So the, 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 the superpower that is supposed to enforce such agreements is the law court, the government, the judge, or the lawyer. Are we together? The lawyer is a witness and is an advocate. But the judge is the one, is the superpower that ever. So I'll give another instance. For instance, marriage covenants. Please, I hope you are connected to Lagos Church. Good morning, Lagos Church. God bless you all and thank you for connecting this morning. Now, for instance, marriage covenant 
it's a, an agreement with an oath between two parties, but that oath is made so that a superpower can enforce the agreement. So there is no covenant, there is no agreement without an oath. So even if you are entering into an agreement, they will tell you to sign your signature. That signature you are signing is your oath, is your commitment to that, that agreement. Amen? So with that signature, you can be pinned anywhere. And then, when people take oaths in, in any agreement, that oath they are taking is to invite the presence of a superpower to enforce. So, for instance, me and you have a talk now. Say, okay, I'm going to give you a, a land. And you're going to give me five million. I tell you, transfer five million to me and take my land. We, are just, we just said it by mouth. I didn't, no written agreement, whatever. There was no oath. You didn't swear any commitment to me. And so, if, if I don't give you, you transfer five million naira to me, I don't give you the land, there is no power on earth that can pay me down. Do you know what I'm saying? So, people swear oaths so that they can attract the attention of a superpower. In the realm of the spirit, can you follow me? The language that is spoken and understood is sacrifice, commitment. So if you want to transact with the realm of the spirit, you only transact by sacrifice. So if you are doing anything with anybody and you make a you make an oath, you commit yourself, you make a vow towards that person, you have just attracted both demons and, and angels. To that transaction. Do you understand now? Yes. Because that's the language of the Spirit. Sacrifice. For instance, when you go to buy something and the person say, um, you, you, you tell the person, I don't have all the money. The person say, uh, or you went, you went to sew clothes. And you, you go to the tailor shop and you don't have, you, the, the, the tailor say, okay, give me all the money, give me all the money. You tell the tailor, no. What I'm giving you is commitment. What is a commitment? What you, that thing you have done is an oath. So listen to this. When people, for instance, go and they, they, are, they, they begin to take blood, do you know why? One of these they do. They cut their body so that their blood will flow. That blood that is flowing from them is their commitment to the agreement. You don't have any covenant just by agreement alone. It must be sealed by commitment. Do you hear what I just said now? Every covenant is sealed by commitment. Whether the commitment is blood, whether the commitment is your signature, it has to be something from you. In those days, how they sign it through blood. Are you aware? You go prick your finger, your, your thumb, and then blood comes and you put it on the paper. That is what makes it binding. And that is what attracts the attention of, of the spirits. For instance, if now you have an agreement and you break an agreement, even in the, in the, 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 the negative supernatural, if now you have a business and you broke your own agreement, and I take you to a native doctor and showed him a proof that this was an agreement that you broke, if he does anything, it will work. Yes. Because in the realm of the spirit, sacrifice is the language. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
That is why when Jesus was going to come into a new covenant with us, He didn't just make a promise. He didn't end in John 3.16 for God so loved the world and He gave His only begotten Son. I never believe in God. He didn't end in pork. He came and He truly died. He backed His agreement between you and I. Between you and Him. He backed it up with His blood. And that shows that He cannot go back and His promise. You know what I'm saying? Say this words with me. Say, I'm not a man that I should lie. Neither am I the son of man that I should repent of my ways. This is, this is God. This is the kind of God you serve. Now, God entered the covenant with Abraham and promised him, said, Abraham, I will. I will do this for you. You, you. you will never lack anybody to sit on your throne. This was God talking to Abraham. And as soon as God said that to Abraham, he said, just the same way you cannot stop the sun from shining and the moon from shining, you cannot break this covenant. I've had with David. Are you aware that that, that covenant was fulfilled? That everybody who came from the loins of David was a ruler. Amen. You're not here. I said, Amen. amen. Are you aware even Jesus himself came from the loins of David? The king of kings also came from That happened because he had. God already entered the covenant with David for many years. He says, I will bring, I will, I will cause your, the generations that are to sit on the throne, to be enthroned. And I will cause you to have too many offsprings who are rulers. Are we together? I said, are we together? <sighs> Hallelujah. Jesus is right here. Hallelujah. Jesus is right here. Hallelujah. Jesus is right here. Ah. Hallelujah. Jesus is right here. Let me define the covenant in another words to you again. It says covenant is is defined as a solemn agreement established between God and His people, binded with, a, with, with an oath, binded with a, with, a, with a commitment, binded with commitment. So, covenant goes beyond legal transaction. It is a relational bond built on trust and faithfulness. So, agreement between you and God, but it is bound, it is bound by an oath. Are you aware as a child of God there is an oath sworn over your life? God has sworn an oath over you. Let me show you some of the oath God has sworn over you. Yes. Psalm 103 verse 11. Thank you, Father. I'll just show you some of the things that God has sworn to do for us. Psalm 103 verse 11 says, For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. Did you see that this is, did you know that this scripture now is a covenant? Huh? Amen? As the heavens are high above the earth, so great. You can't measure the distance between the heavens and the earth, can you? So as the heavens are high, he says, So great is his mercy towards those, not everybody, but towards who? Those who fear him. So he's saying, to, he's making a promise to you. 
and he's saying to you that his mercy is he he cannot he cannot not show you mercy if you fear him there are things that god cannot do to a man who is already in covenant with him i'll give you an instance of people every covenant by commitment people every covenant by oath God walked up to Abraham and said to Abraham, Abraham, it's now time for you to walk before me and walk blameless. The next thing God told Abraham to do is, Abraham, circumcise yourself and all the male children in your house. Because that's what covenant is about. If God ever makes you a promise, look for the conditions and fulfill it. Any promise without a part you must play, a condition to fulfill, an oath to swear, any promise without this will not be binding. You have many Christians that can be children of God for many years, but because they are only running with the promise, they are not looking for the conditions. For instance, what we just read, God said, as the heaven is far from the earth, so, is my, so great is my mercy towards them. It's not towards everybody. It was certain people who keep to the terms and the conditions. No covenant is without a condition. No covenant is without a term. No covenant is without, is without commitment. No covenant is without sacrifice. Psalm 15 verse 5. It says, Gather to me all those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. We have Christians that just want to celebrate the promise of God, but they are not ready to match God's promises with the commitments. The conditions. Are you with me? Can I say this together to me? Those who have made a covenant with me by what? Shout it louder. Shout it louder. So you can be screaming, Oh God, help me. Oh God, come to my rescue. What God is looking for is your sacrifice. He wants to see a me. Oh Jesus Christ. In those days, I wish I could say a lot of things. He wants to see myriads of your sacrifices. He wants to, he wants to see it. Once he sees sacrifice, he knows this one is, is calling for a covenant. In those days, another way they enter agreements is that they, they get an animal, tear it into two, and pour the blood at the middle. Put the part of the animal by the side. Make, they will make a line, like a gangway, with that animal. And then they will promise themselves. Say, if I go back, they will tell one, one will tell the other. Say, if I go back on my promises, as this animal has been torn, may I be torn into two. Man, you see, when a person now makes a promise and goes to make such promises in that dimension, you know that person is serious. But we are in a generation where people who say, I swear to God. And they don't mean what they say. Through swearing, through oath, oath taking, it's not just in words. There must be something you will do. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Are we together? So they will put the part of the animal, put blood, and they will walk between it. And do you know, at the moment they just sacrifice that animal, they've attracted the attention of the spirit world. If any of them go back on their, on their, on their promise, if a spirit does not kill the man, a spirit will enter people to kill the man. I'm telling you. That's how it was done. And I want to show you something very profound. I was studying and preparing for this exercise. The Lord told me, He says, the reason why there is a lot of calamity and a lot of strange things happening 
in our days today is because many people do not know how to keep covenants, both with God and themselves. God told me, says, the reason why he acted, the way he acted towards children of Israel, when they were in Egypt, he defended them. Even in the Red Sea, he, could, he divided the rest of it, was because these people, their father was Abraham. He had an agreement with Abraham. That his seeds will remain on the earth. That his seeds will not perish. And so imagine these people before a Red Sea that they should have been drowned by it because of an agreement. What had never been recorded and will never be, probably might never be recorded in the world happened. I'm showing you the kind of God you serve. The God you serve is a covenant keeping God. Some say, My God is a covenant keeping God. There's no shadow you will light up. Mountain you will climb up. Coming after me. I am at the core. There's no wall you will bring down. Line you will tear you down. Coming after me. How do I know that I can't die in car accident? How do I know that I can't be killed by a witch? He has sworn to me. My confidence is that he has sworn to me. Deuteronomy 28 from verse 15. Every promise God gives to you, he gives you a condition. And so you, there are things you can boldly expect because you are in an agreement with him. You can boldly expect to be a billionaire because you are in an agreement with him. You can expect that when you fall into trouble, he will show up because you are in an agreement with him. Are you with me? I said, are you with me? Look at this. It says, but it shall come to pass if you, everybody look up. Read with me. One, two, three, go. To pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord, your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you, that all these curses will come upon you. Hold on. Let's leave the blessing for the curses. So, start from us, maybe two or something. Now it shall come to pass, Okay, and all these blessings. Okay, verse 1 is okay too. Okay, verse 1 is okay. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high. above. You see a promise, then you see a condition. That's covenant. You see a promise, then you see a commitment. That's covenant. If you observe to do all the things I command you, then I, the Lord, will set you above. There are, can, I, can, I, can I tell you, there are myriads of blessings and promises for your life in scriptures. If you are not seeing those promises happening yet in your life, go and look for the conditions you are not yet meeting. When you meet the condition, it becomes a contract. If you know of any promises in the Bible over your life that is not yet manifested, look for the conditions. If you meet the condition, that promise has become a contract. That means the both parties now must fulfill the terms of that promise. Are you with me? I said, are you with me? Let's read from verse 2 now. Read as loud as you can from verse 2. And all these blessings shall come 
upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Next. Blessed. Look at what the blessings are. Everybody read. I said everybody should read. Look at what the blessings are. One, two, three, go. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. Yes? Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, and the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flock. No, everybody's not reading. Next verse. I want to hear everybody. Yes? 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 So if people attack you in one way, they come against you in one way, and they succeed, there is a term of this covenant you are not This is covenant. This is contract. Say, if you hearken unto me, fulfill all that I've asked you, this is what will now begin to happen to you. So if you notice that these things are not happening, you are not fulfilling the terms of covenant. There is even more. So a man that fulfills these terms that was given here, his enemies will come in one way. But as soon as they are rushing towards him, they are scattering at the same time. But someone that does not understand this will pray for seven nights, 24 months, 30 years. They are only praying against the witches in their family. Whereas, you can actually obey completely. And by your obedience, all disobedience around you will be avenged. Are you following what I'm saying here? Let's read more. You are going to, when we get to verse 12, I will tell you something very important. Continue. Verse 8. Your, your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Verse 9. Oh, it's a good place to say amen. 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 Verse 9. Thank you, Lord. The Lord will establish you. Verse 9, please. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord. Verse 10. Then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name. And they shall be afraid of you. A covenant man must be feared. You don't joke around him. Oh my God. A covenant man will be a fearful man, a dreadful man. Because he's not alone. When you are when you are attacking a man of covenant, you think you are attacking just this, that man. That just that small man, that average man, that man that looks so weak and frail. You don't know that behind that man is a mighty God standing. You thought him you are gone. That's the power of covenant. This year, this year is full of so much battle. Don't enter this year without striking covenants with God. Did you hear what I just said now? Ah. One of my covenants with God is a covenant of wealth. There is no how he's good. 
even if, if even if this country lies, let them decide that everything will shut down. I will have something to eat. I'm telling you, for me, I don't know about other people. But that is one of my covenants with God. My dad also told me, says he entered the covenant with God and said, Lord, if my son is going to preach your word, he will he will never be hungry. And then the Lord said to my dad, Yes, that's how it's going to be. I see. Even if I like, let me empty myself now. The next few minutes, I'll have it again. Now. That's why when I give, I give like a stupid person. There's a covenant on my life. Say there's a covenant on your life too. But if you said that and you're not sure, today, you will need to be sure about it. You enter one consciously. Shout the Lord as amen. Let's quickly level. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruits of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your father to give you. Verse 12 is very important. Verse 12 is very important. It's talking about something. The Lord will open to you his good treasures, the heavens to give the rain in your land, in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. Look at where I'm talking about. Please read this one loud, as loud as you can. You shall lend to me. You shall not borrow. You see, this thing about wealth, you can catch it by covenant. I've told you guys before, I said, many of you are actually suffering from a covenant your father and your mother entered. Later. Now, funny enough, many of you don't even know this. And you have, have a native doctor and you go there for help. Are you aware that as soon as they help you, you've entered the covenant with them? So when you go, the first thing they tell you is, bring a chicken, bring a fowl, bring something. If you don't have anything, they'll say, okay, kill someone in your family. If you don't have anybody to kill, they say, oh yeah, cut your manhood. What they are doing? They, you, you, came to, you, you came looking for something. You want to become a millionaire. You want to become a successful Yahoo boy. But immediately you came looking for that thing. They, they, they place a demand. As soon as you fulfill the demand, that's a contract. And that was how many of us, our great-grandfather, entered a covenant with Satan. And that covenant is binding up until today. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Many of your grandfathers, they wanted to protect their lands. And they went to contract Satan and said, Hey, you devil spirit, please, protect me. Protect my children. Protect my land. I don't want to lose my land and become a poor man that will be mocked. And then immediately, the spirit said, Oh yeah, give me cow. Or give me goat. Or give me uh, whatever. And then they went to get something slaughtered. As soon as they slaughtered it, that spirit kept on following them till they died. And guess what? After they died, the spirit continued to follow their children. Because the instruction, the agreement was that the spirit should do what? Should do what? To, pro- was to protect. So the spirit keeps following. So you have a dream in the night. And after having a dream in the night, you are seeing masquerades. Hallelujah. I worship Sing it with me if you can. I worship. I worship Say I worship. I worship I worship Ejim, 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 Ejim,
Understanding what is covenants. Uh, one of the things I also want to show you about covenants is that if you enter a covenant with God, you're entering a covenant with the most powerful person on the earth, and there's nothing to be scared of. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Nothing. 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 There was something God did to Abraham. Just to prove to Abraham that he meant what he was doing, was saying. After Abraham had circumcised himself, circumcised all his people, God came to Abraham and says, I swear by no other name but my name, because I'm the greatest name on earth. I swear, I swear to you by my name. That in blessing, I will bless you. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, if you bless a covenant man, listen, one thing about a covenant person is that if you associate with him, you will enjoy the blessing around him. If you fight him, the, what will fight you, you will be shocked about it. I want, I'm, 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 I'm taking time to ex explain some of these things to you. So that you can enter into a covenant with God. Amen. Amen. You can cut an agreement with God. There is something God wants to do in our lives. If we don't cut an agreement with him, we can't be, he can't do certain things. He's restricted to how much he can do. I'll show you a couple of things. Um, Mosaic covenant. There, there is a Davidic covenant. We've just read the Davidic covenant. How God promised Abraham, uh, David that his throne will consistently be sat on by his sons. And he will never go out of rulership. Consistently. God promised him that. And then God said, as the heavens above the earth, uh, uh, God, God said, as long as the sun continues to shine, the moon continues to shine, this covenant must come to pass. And then there's another covenant, which is the Mosaic covenant. That was when God gave the certain promises to Moses. Which I think we just read some of them. Some of the blessings that will come upon the children of Israel. And then some of the things that they must do. Now, do you know that the commandments that was required of these people for these blessings we've just read to come upon them. We are the Ten Commandments. Are you aware? Are you aware? Yeah. So, let's read the terms. All of these beautiful things that we just read now. Let's see the terms for them. The terms of the, of the blessing. Exodus 19 and 24. Let's look at the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. What did you, what did God ask from them? For him to do all of this, what did he demand from them? After saying, after teaching you this, I will show you something else um, about our new covenant. How our new covenant has been established. Can somebody read? Yes. Yes. Continue. Yes. Continue.
Look at all the commandments. The first thing is you, that you can't have any other God besides me. You can't make yourself for yourself. Do you understand what I'm saying? So God began to give them instructions. You must not do this, you must not do that. Now look at the second. I, oh, Jesus. Now, one of the first things, one of the first commitments God designs of you before he enters a contract with you is that it's only him that will be your God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, the day you decide that you are going to go and visit the Dibia, you are a child of God, you are a Christian, but you went to visit the Dibia. What you have just done is that you've broken your covenant with God. And every responsibility is supposed to play your life. He stops to play it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So go ahead, read. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. Yes. Yes. Or that is in the water under the earth. Verse 5. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous visiting the iniquity of the fathers this is this is what happens to people who break out of their covenant of worship to god there's something called the covenant of worship in other words only you i will serve only you i will serve i have no other god the day you break that covenant god's the punishment for breaking such covenants is that you'll be visited your children's children's children God will, God will begin to rain certain, certain judgments on them. Do you understand what I'm saying? You guys are not here. Are you with me? So, let's continue. But showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. So, have you seen that mercy and love many times comes upon the people who come into the covenant? Amen? Thousands showing mercy to thousands of to showing but showing mercy to thousands to those who love me and keep my commandment. There's a condition here. Next. Next, 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 next. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. For the Lord hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Next. Next. Remember the Sabbath day. You see, there's just a lot. Are we together? so much. May the Lord help you keep your terms of covenant in Jesus' mighty name. Now, our covenant with Jesus, he entered into an agreement with us to save us, to rescue us, forgive us. And that agreement he has entered into us, with us, he desires commitment from us too. As I've read all this, all of you say it's Old Testament. There are also, the Bible in the New Testament, Jesus began to demand commitments to himself. Romans chapter 12. Present your bodies, living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto me, which is your reasonable service. So even in the New Testament, God desires that you can be committed to him. So even when Jesus died and said, he gave his life, he said, for God so loved the world, he gives only because of that whoever, someone say whoever. So there's a condition to that one too. You have to believe for that covenant to be binding in your life. Shout to big amen. I, we entered a covenant with God while I was school, in school. In, I was pastoring in school. We entered a covenant with God. And that was a covenant of wealth. Divine increase, divine wealth, and divine protection. I, I, I attended a school where there was massive, there was viral flow of cultism in that school. 
unusual flow of courtesy. That was the kind of school I went to. They were killing people every week. But when I got our people to enter into covenant with God, we became the biggest terrors to these people. Once they come to the house and they say, ah, you are a GCF member. We, had, we, literally had, we literally had a situation where one of the courtes came and, and found out that the person had was a GCF member. That was the church I was pastoring. As soon as he found out, he left the person and returned everything he took from the person. One of them accosted me. Of, I looked at him and I warned him. And fear, he was with gone. But fear came upon him. And I tell you, that kind of fear is not, is not in my voice. It's in the one that backs me up. Did you hear what I just said? We entered a covenant with God for protection against his causes. Do you know what God started doing? God did not only cause the... You, I'm sure you saw one of the scriptures that said, and he will cause them to fear you. God did not just cause us to be preserved from this cultist. He put out, he put his fear for uh, in them. They began to become scared of us. Now, did you know that in, in my in my time as in, as student pastor, we had many cultists come to church and give their life to Christ. Many of them. In fact, many of them became workers in church. You did you hear what I just said now? Many of them. That is what covenants can do. The God you serve is a covenant-keeping God. Say loud, amen. If there is something you are believing God for, ask, look for what you should be doing for that thing to come to pass. Go and start doing it. Keep doing it. And endure him to show up. Something is playing on in my, in my mind. When, uh, what's his name? Elijah was competing with the prophets of Baal. He had, he had put all the sacrifice, put all the altar, and all of that. And this man has com- consecrated himself to the Lord in the mountains, seeking the face of the Lord. And then th- this was a confrontation between him and the prophets of Baal. He shouted and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And fire really came down. If you shout, what will come down? Are you hearing what I'm saying here? Ask your neighbor, if you shout, what will come down? What makes a man tick is his covenant with the Lord. I want to show you a couple of things. I don't know if I read 2 Timothy 3 and verse 3. I think I skipped it. And one of the things that happens in the last days is that people are going to become lovers of themselves. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 3. People are going to become lovers of themselves, boastful, proud. One of the major things it mentioned that will happen in the last days is that people are not going to like covenants. Are you with me? Yeah. That's why you have a very heightened level of divorce in the world today. People will not like covenants. People will not like anything that will make them to be committed. They just want to be freelancers. Enjoy their life. They will not like anything. When you when you hear people talk, I say, hey, well, you say, I don't like anything that's stressing me. I don't like anything. Mark that one. That one will not go far. And that is why you see, was it not recently we had a bomb blast in Ibadan? A lot of people died. Are you aware? A man of covenant can actually be inside the fire. Like the four Hebrew brothers. They vowed they would not worship any other God. And they, when they threw them to the fire, fire became air conditioned. That is covenant. That is not normal Christianity. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's covenant. Look at what it says. It says on people in the last days, many shall become um, a lot of things. It says unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good. Continue. 
the father of good. Three, someone say three toss. I think you'd have started from verse two or verse, verse one. The word traitors is covenant breakers, betrayers. This thing called traitor. But notice that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Yes, verse 2 now. For men, you've touched something you shouldn't have touched. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, busters, proud, disobedient to parents, unthankful. Yes? I'm looking for a word. Yes. Okay, it's New King James you are using. Unloving slander. The, the word I'm looking for is truth breakers. Truth breakers. Now, a truth breaker is not only just a man that breaks covenant, is a man that dislikes anything covenant, commitment. He doesn't like it. Are you aware there are people like that? In fact, 90% of Christians in Nigeria and the world today are truth breakers. So they will come to church. They just want to come to church. They don't want to be committed to God. They will go back. They will come to church, look holy, look clean, look fine. But they will go back and live in sin. These are truth breakers. These are traitors. These are people that don't like commitments. A man will get married because he's getting old. Say, oh, I'm getting old. I'm coming. Uh, let me just marry. As soon as he marries... He has, he's marrying so that it will be fulfilled that he's now married and is now a responsible person. And so that he can be seen as someone that has sense. As he marries, he keeps going after other girls. The same life he was living before, he keeps living. That's a truth breaker. He does not respect covenant. He doesn't respect commitment. He doesn't have value for commitment. There are people that can promise you heaven and earth and fail at it. Those kinds of people don't have value. For even the swears that they swear. Even the promise they make to you. Those kinds of people. See, can I shock you? Not only that God cannot do so much with those kinds of persons, even men will not be able to work with you. Do you understand what I'm saying? I can give you many stories, guys. Are you aware that people that can be trusted in this world are very few? Do you know that one of the things that big men, popular people, are finding difficult to have are loyal people? Are you aware? People who can who can who can be who can keep covenant, who can keep their mouth shut. This is the this is the hardest thing. If you see if you see if you see if a big man or a wealthy man, a blessed man finds a person that is truly loyal, eh? He can do anything to keep that person. I know a lot of them. Someone like Joseph, who was loyal to his master, his master left everything. He was like, like the ogre himself. So have you seen that this issue you have of betrayal, of traitorship, you can't keep agreements. This thing can even cost you your destiny helpers. Do you hear what I'm saying here? Some of you, the reason why God can't even respond when you shout is because he knows that you don't mean what you're saying. You're not committed. He's not seeing your commitment. You only have words in your mouth. And so you expect him to show up big in your life, in your family, and he's not showing up. Why? He has not seen your commitments. This is a generation that don't like commitments. Did you hear what I just said now? Okay, message is okay. I think we can hear. As the end approaches, people are going to be self-absorbed, money, hungry, self-promoting, stuck up, profane, contemptuous, 
Opens, crude, coarse. Yes, 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 yes. Dog eats dog. This thing they say, no grief for anybody this year. That is what is called dog eat dog. It's just this violent. If I don't beat you, I, you must beat me. I must, I must make it. If I don't make it, I will kill everybody. That, that is not. You understand what I'm saying? This I don't go grief mentality. Violence mentality. You have, you have been violent without anything upstairs. Unbending, slanderous. Another word for this unbending is disloyal. Then slanderous. Impulsive. Impulsively wild. Savage. Cynical. I, I will talk about all these ones. Are... Now look at the word. Someone say treacherous. Now that word treacherous is, is a man that breaks covenant. Did you know what Jesus, what is binding us and Christ is a covenant? His commitment to us, our commitment to him. Guess what? What is binding us as a church is what? Covenant. It's also covenant. We have covenants between us. There are certain things a fellow church member should not do to a fellow church member. Do you understand something? So in, in, the, in the New Testament, the, the, God gave them an, an instruction. He said, if you have an issue with anybody in church, take the person to the elder. Don't carry that person and go to a, an unbelieving judge to judge you guys. It is an abomination. It's breaking the covenant. Don't go and give a job to an outsider when you know your church member can do that same job. It is not, it is, it is breaking a covenant. It's disloyalty. How will you have a friend that knows how to do something? You have a brother and you go and look for a stranger that is not even born again. Do you know what binds us as Christians is stronger than what binds us as blood, as, as human beings, as brothers, as siblings? Are you aware? Eh? The blood of your father and your, your mother binds you and your siblings together. But listen, what binds us as Christians is the blood of a deity. It's the spirit of a deity. It is stronger. And that's why when Jesus, when, when uh, Mary was looking for Jesus, said, don't you know your mother is looking for you? He said, who is my mother? Who is my father? It is they that listen to the gospel and listen to my commandments and obey my commandments. These are the people that are my brothers. Are, my... are you hearing what I'm saying here? That's how powerful covenant is. See, make up your mind. You won't be a top-top Christian. You'll be a Christian that is committed. Somebody say committed. Shout aloud, Lord, amen. Hallelujah. I, 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 I would have gone further, but I want us to step into. There are sevenfold covenants we are going to be entering as a church with the Lord. And these sevenfold covenants are promises that God has already given to us. Are we together? I don't want to say, I, I wanted to also show you what happens to people who break covenants. What can happen? We've already seen one of, ex, of the examples of things that can happen to a person that breaks covenants. We've seen something. You know, we've seen one. And one of the things we saw was um, says God will visit the iniquities of the father to the children's children's children of them that do what? Of them that do what? Of them that hate him. We saw that while we are reading. He's visiting the iniquity of the fathers unto the children of them that. So that's one of the repercussions. But there are a lot of repercussions. If you break covenants, I want to say something. Can I say something? When you are getting married, this might hurt some of you, but take note of what I'm saying. When you're getting married, go and study the family of the, the guy you are marrying 
or the girl you are marrying, study their family first. If the father and the mother are not together, there will be certain challenges. You have to prayerfully correct. There is something already following that person. That is why the Bible says God hates divorce. Even when you break a marriage, there's a cause that follows it. Do you know something? When you make a promise to someone and you don't keep to it, there's certain things. There are certain causes. I don't want to. I can mention about seven causes or seven things that can happen to a person that breaks covenant. The first thing that can happen to a person that breaks covenant is karma. Someone say karma. It's in the Bible though. Karma is in the Bible. What a man sows, he will reap. So, for instance, you are, you, the, your parents maybe have issues and they're not together and all of that. Please drop, 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 drop. The base, I don't like the base. It's distracting me. You, your, your, your parents have issues together and all of that and then they give birth to you. Listen, if we don't, if we prayerfully do not correct this thing and if we, if you don't, if you are not even committed to God, you know, in, in a higher covenant, that covenant that was scattered between your parents can begin to affect you, even in your own marriage. In your own marriage. You start seeing yourself behaving somehow to your husband. You wake up one day and you look at your wife, she looks like a demon. A covenant was broken somewhere and it's now affected. That's why if a covenant is broken, the marriage covenant is broken, you see children, the children begin to have issues. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? Yes. It's part of the things. If you break someone's heart or you break an agreement with someone, you, you walk out of the mind, come, wait. They will do it to your, your son. They will do it to your, your daughter. If you cheated someone, took his money, calm down. They are coming for you. Yeah. Part of the dangers of, of breaking covenants. Now let me tell you something. No matter what covenant that has, has been entered on your behalf, what covenant that is speaking over your life, we are in a covenant with Jesus. Say, I'm in a covenant with Jesus. And do you know how covenants are broken? Covenants are broken by higher covenants. Say, covenants are broken by higher covenants. For instance, now you are from a family that you know this family is suffering from intense poverty. What you should know is that you must enter a higher covenant with God. And listen, what makes covenant higher is the level of commitment. So you know this is the kind of family you came from. You don't come and you are serving God. You are serving God like a dead girl. Your service to God should be at another level. Because you must break something that has held everybody in your family captive. Exodus chapter 23. If you read something somewhere around verse, 20, verse 26, it says you shall serve the Lord your God and you shall bless your bread and your water. You shall take away sickness and disease from amongst you. The number of your days shall fulfill. You shall serve the Lord. He will bless See, you break satanic covenants by higher covenants. You break wicked covenants by higher covenants. And what makes covenants higher is higher commitments. Are we together? In my family, nobody at some point, nobody could go for service, youth service. At some point, nobody could buy a car. At some point, there were a lot of things that nobody could do in my family. At some point, I, I did something. Guess what I did? I told God, God, I was praying one day and God said to me, he says, if, if you, God said to me, he says, it's me. If you do serve my course, I will serve your own course. He says, if you do my will, I will walk your own walk. 
and I said, okay, God, this is, you are the one saying this to me. I said, okay, I'm going to take your, I'm going to take my commitment with you to a different whole level. And so every Saturday, I'll, I'll be trekking around. Emmanuel, are you following what I'm saying? Every Saturday, we'll go for evangelism, go for hospital visitation. Every Saturday, we'll be walking everywhere. Deep commitments. Before you know what was happening, in my whole extended family, people couldn't get admissions. People will get admission sometimes. Some persons will get admission sometimes. Go to school, they can't graduate. But I said, God told me, says, if you commit to me at a different level, the weak confidence will be broken. Do you know why some of you still go to bed and you still eat in a dream? And strike a covenant with Satan? Because eating and communion is covenant. If I commune with you, I'm renewing my covenant with you. If I commit to you, I've struck a covenant with you. If I commune with you, I'm renewing it. Do you understand what I just said? Hallelujah. So, you eat in the dream. The reason you're still eating in the dream, they're coming to renew, they're coming to commune with you to strengthen that satanic covenant they have with you. The reason why that is happening is simply because your level of commitment in this new covenant that you have received in Christ as a child of God, you are not serious with it. That's why Satan can still come to you and sleep with you. This is serious. Listen, are you still with me? If you were a born-again Christian and you are noticing all of this, your problem is not deliverance. Mark my words. We can deliver you and you go back. Even the Bible says if you go back to that thing, that normal life, you, you get yourself empty. Your, your, your spirit is not busy. Your commitment level is not high. The spirit that left will go and contract seven more devils, wicked, more wicked than him, and they will come back and they will hold you. It is see what breaks small covenants or satanic covenants is a higher covenant, and a covenant is is high by the level of sacrifice that backs it up, commitment that backs up. Shout hallelujah! So if you know the kind of family you are from. He should tell you how you should hey, Jesus. How you live your life. How you coordinate yourself. How you relate with people. If you know where you are coming from, you don't live anyhow. Abraham was from an idol worshipping family. But look at, you see, in their family they were mediocre. His father was not known. They were paupers. Struggling. Worshipping idols. But Abraham came out of that kind of dead family. Look at how Abraham walked with God. Walked with, at some point, God said, "You are now going to walk with me blameless." He walked with God so much so that if God if God coughs as an instruction, he will carry out that instruction. And look at what God made made out of him. He didn't only change his life; he changed the life of his whole family, his whole generation. Up till now, the richest of people in the whole world are Israelites, Israelis, descendants of Abraham. Why one man chose to engage God on a different level of a commitment? That's covenant. True covenant is commitment at a different level. Commit to God and see the kind of things that will happen. See the kind of things that can happen to your life. I'm saying this from the depth of my heart because I want to see your life shift. Say loud, Amen. amen. If you are, if it's a covenant child of God, 
that is doing a transaction, you shouldn't be complaining of the transaction failing. Transaction should not fail. When you are a committed covenant child, transactions should not fail. Business should not fail. You shouldn't lose money. Recently, me and my friends we began to trade together. I told myself, say, I'm not losing. See, I can't lose my all my money. I will hear some of my friends say, oh, I've lost all my money. I've lost. I tell them, I said, I I can see because I'm a child. Jesus Christ. Sometimes I just make a prayer. I say, Lord, <laughs> I know you know I'm your baby. I know you know you. I love you and you love me too. <laughs> so sometimes, listen. You see, when you're committed to God or you are in a covenant with God, sometimes you don't even pray long prayer. You just say, Lord, please. And he understands what you are saying. So I tell myself, I said, say, Lord, I can't lose all my money. So you, I was here, my friend tell me, say, I was, I was trading, I was trading, I lost all my money. For me, I have never lost all my money. You can count, I can encounter some losses. As I, as I lose it here, I'll make it there the next time. That's how it is. Why? I understand that I am in a covenant with God. Do you understand something? Do you understand something? Certain wickedness. And evil cannot thrive around me. I want you to have that mentality as you're going back. That certain things can't work around you. Certain, certain plans of the enemy can't prosper around you. Say it loud, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Sevenfold confidence. We are entering with the Lord in line with his promises. This is the time for everybody who is outside to be inside. <laughs> Thank you, Father. You are the lamb upon. You are the lamb upon the throne. I'm in a covenant with God that anybody I pray for with a sickness or an infirmity, the person will be healed. That's one of my covenants with God. I'm also in a covenant with God for His presence. So if I go to a place and I'm ministering to the people, He will be there. That's my agreement with Him. As long as I keep to my terms of that covenant, that the things he tells me to do. So he, at, at some point, God told me, he says, you cannot touch a lady in your life. You cannot. That is not your wife. You cannot. At some point, God told me, he says, you cannot watch TV for one year. I couldn't do that for almost one year. More than one year. Someone say commitments at a higher level. Say it again. I'm about to round off. You see, the reason why, you know, when Jesus was giving communion to his disciples, he said some of people that took the communion began to fall sick. Do you know why they fell sick? Eh? I'll show you something. First Corinthians 11. 28 to 30. Covenant is entered by commitment, oath. But then covenant is renewed by communion. What did I say? Now let's see some of the communion because we're going to take communion in church today for the first time since we started Love Life City. Shout a big amen. So we're going to take communion and I will show you what, what you're actually doing or what really happens when you take communion. 1 Corinthians 11, 28. Mm. Commitments. You cannot and you should not be communing with a person you are not committed to. It's adultery. It's fornication. 
I am not committed to you. I don't have any business communion with you. I told you guys before. The reason why you see people eat in the dream, have sex in the dream, all of those things, there are natural reasons for that, but many times there are demonic reasons for that. The reason that is happening is because you are already committed to those guys. So when they come, they are, what they are doing is they are communing with you. The communion renews the commitment. Someone say, communion renews commitment. So when we are in church and we have people who are not covenant keepers, people who don't respect their connection to God and to the body of Christ, people who will backbite one another, I said everybody should be around. If we understand this thing, the way God will move with this little church, it will shock everybody in the world. What I'm teaching you is what is hardly taught in churches. People don't respect covenant anymore. If you respect your connection, your commitment, your covenant with God, and your covenant amongst the, the brethren, if you do respect it, if you if you put value on it, then any day you gather to commune together, what you produce is a force that cannot be stopped. The Bible says, and two shall become one. One will chase a thousand. Two will chase a thousand. What, it's not just two ordinary people. It's two people who are committed, who are covenants. I can do that. The Bible says, for a threefold cord is hardly broken. Two is better than one. One which is a thousand. So, and a threefold cord is hardly broken. What binds people together and make them achieve mighty things is what? Someone say covenant. Say commitment. Right, listen. Let, let me tell you something. Can I say something? Be very careful. When you when someone says, you don't know a person and the person says, let's eat together. Be very careful. I am as I'm talking to you, I I find it difficult eating with just any kind of person. Some people are, are so full know spiritual things. You don't eat with someone, a stranger from the same you don't know. If he's born again, of course you know him by the spirit. We know no more by the flesh. You your brother. You're from the same place with him. But the stranger, you don't know from anyone. from the same place with you. Do you know what that means? Something, some, everything should quickly, quickly everything. Something, see, communion, what communion, the power of communion is that it means fast, it causes transfer to take place. So one time my dad was teaching me something, he said, if you want to eat with somebody that you know you trust his friendship, he said, eat with him with a long, a long spoon. That's a wise man's word. Don't commune too closely. He's, he's phrasing things into you. And many times he will have more opportunity to kill you. It is the person that commune with you can kill you. And so if you commune with the person you are not committed to, you are putting yourself out there. You are putting your nakedness out there. So this is the thing that happened in church. Many people, we are communing with the body of Christ, but they didn't have the commitment to the body of Christ. And they have problems. Look at what they have. But a person must... Uh, look at... The person must have relationships before he begins to have. He says, "Yeah, yeah, relationship." And only when he has done so should he eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Only when you have a relationship with, and you have a commitment to the body of Christ, you have a commitment to God. That is the only time you can commune. And go ahead. Next, next, next. For anyone who eats and drinks, solemn reverence. There's no com- there's no heartfelt gratitude for the sacrifice of Christ. He said, eat and drinks a judgment on it. Someone said, judgment. 
on himself if he does not recognize the body of Christ. So people come to church, they will have money with A, B, C, D, fight against A, C, D, walk against this person, castigate this person, criticize this person, and they still commune together. See, that, thing, that place you are going to is not church. You are going to your judgment, your judgment house. That's what you're doing. The last place you should fight anybody is in church. I'm telling you this thing. You guys, you please, please get it. What did I say? What did I say? The last place to fight anybody is in the body of Christ. It's in the church. Don't fight people in the church. Don't. 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 If you do, see, now, now, this is why many people don't have real encounters with Jesus whenever they come to church. They come and they lift up their hands and say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. They don't have that real encounter. The reason is because their commitment both to God and to the people that God has put them amongst is questionable. So they, they can pray, but no power, no glory, no anointing, no, no physical change in their lives. Commitment. So now we are going to, you see this eating of bread and wine. I, I don't know if we will do this again. Because this was symbolic for something. Alright, this is symbolic. You know, the real communion is that we have enough food. Amen. It's not just small, small things. <laughs> I know some of you are surprised. The real communion, that's the one it is that they were eating literally together. That's the real communion. You know, so we might not do this again as God blesses us. So subsequently, what we have is turkey, rice with stew, and some salad. And everybody sees and, and then you know that what you are doing is a spiritual transaction. One of the things that you, yeah, when you go to the house of God, many times they will give you something to eat before the date. What they are doing to you is that you have already entered the community, so they are, they are, they are helping you commune with the deity. Yes. Stop taking church for granted. What did I say? It's not an ordinary place. Don't come and you are angry somebody in church. It's not an ordinary place. If you read that scripture, I don't know why you guys are connected. If you read that scripture and keep on going, you will see some of the judgments that began to fall on the people. These are people that God brought together so that they can be blessed. They can increase. can become better. One will chase a thousand. Two will chase ten thousand. This is why God brought them together. And they end up going with causes, sickness, diseases. That person goes and does a contract, everything scatters. That is, do you know if we get this thing right, any time we gather in church, the next thing, as we leave church, the next thing you say experience is favor, favor, favor everywhere. How many of you have experienced this in church? You just came around church and you know these people are just favoring you. Lift us. That's exactly what two churches should experience. That was what the New Testament church experienced. The Bible said that they were so people that the whole people in the community, in the land, they feared the Christians. They feared them. Something strange was on their life. Because they understood commitment, covenant, and they understood communion. Shout Amen. Are we still together? Now, I've talked about covenant with God and I've talked about our covenant and commitment to each other. Please, hold the next person beside in this church. Don't, don't be comfortable and somebody who is supposed to be in church don't come to church. Don't be comfortable with it. Yes, don't be. Don't be. This is not just another place. This is family. Now, let me, let me, let me say this. Write it down. Several covenants we entering with the Lord. And we are doing this. I already have this covenant. I've been operating on this covenant for many years. 
But we are doing this. Amen. For the first time as a church, so that everybody can be at, at, at the same frequency. Amen. And many of you, as you live here, you know, go to your different places of work. From tomorrow, which is Monday, you start seeing the sign that something else has come on you. Something magnificent has come on you. So the first covenants that we are entering with the Lord, write it down. Covenants are not to be put in the head. They are to be documented. Yeah. Your contract with God should be documented. Sevenfold covenant with God. Then when I list out the sevenfold covenants we are having with God, you will include seven things, seven commitments. These seven things I'm listing at are the promises of God. Then you will now include your commitment back to God. And then that makes it a covenant. So the first covenant is a covenant of long life. It is possible for everybody in church to live to the fullness of age before they die. Some say it's possible. It's possible for us to feel that a member of our church died. They did it in the New Testament. Doc has died and everybody said, no, she can't go. She's a good person. She's a committed person. She can't! And Paul came, prayed for her and she came back to life. That's how powerful the church is. <laughs> what God is about to do with love life is to be heard all over the world. Please pay attention to what I'm saying. Please, I beg you. Covenant of long life. Number one. Number two, covenant of prosperity. Covenant of prosperity. This is already God's promises to us in scriptures. It's already there. As if you are following closely, you will see that I mentioned a lot of them. So long life, prosperity. Number three, covenant of divine favor. covenant of divine favor. When God has favored a man, he causes his enemies to even fear him and his helpers to locate him. When he was a man, heaven and earth cannot do anything but favor him. He was a man. Covenant of divine favor. God has promised to favor How many of you know God has promised to favor you? How many of you know that? Say the favor of God is on my life. He's committed to favoring me. Shout the Lord as amen. I'm under the, the sworn favor of the Lord. He has sworn to favor me. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall you be in your house. Blessed shall you be where you stand. That's favor. That's favor. Covenant number three. Covenant divine grace and mercy. Number four. Yes. Divine grace and mercy. Covenant of Divine Grace and Mercy. Lagos Church, we celebrate you. Make sure you are taking notes. Covenant of Divine Grace and Mercy. What is this covenant about? I already read the scripture to you. As the heaven is far from the earth, so great is his love towards them that fear him. God's mercies and God's grace are constant, are sworn. It was sworn over the people that fear him. So, even though you make mistakes, God has sworn to show you mercy. As long as you fear Him, as long as you're in a committee, He has sworn to show you mercy. He has sworn to show you grace. You say it loud, amen. amen. Oh my God. Hmm. That's number four, right? Covenant of divine protection and preservation. Covenant of divine protection and preservation. 
The reasons why people enter to covenants themselves, nations enter into nation, covenants with nations, um, is because of protection and preservation. Yes, that's why. There's something they call NATO. So NATO is something like um, I think is something national, whatever. But uh, not yeah, not treaty organization. Not America. Yes, yeah, sorry. Not American treaty. The word treaty there is covenant. Did you hear what I just said? Do you know that that's not American treaty organization? That is that North America now is a lot of countries that came together. Are you aware? Yeah. So what is binding all the countries together is that they have a covenant. They have an agreement. There's a book where they stand, they signed. They put their life forth in commitment for each other. So if you attack one of these countries and you have attacked all of them, that's the power of covenant and commitment. If someone touches you, he has actually touched God. I told you so many times that somebody, at, when I was in service school, I had issues with people and they hit me. As soon as they hit me, they still have issues. Immediately. It's real. The reason why it's not real to you is because you're not committed to it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The way I'm fasting back to back, I'm eating only fruits, eating only fruit. You come and tell me I will die, you will die immediately. I'm saying something. Listen, listen. We are not we, we don't pray people to die. I'm just sorry, sorry, it's the anointing. I'm trying to teach you something. Are you following what I'm saying here? Eh? The urgency at which heaven responds to you is a is 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 is, is determined by your level of commitment. It's directly proportional to your level of commitment to heaven. Yeah. Apostle Cinema said something. Said he, he, he uh, somebody he was working with his wife, then he was his fiancée, and somebody wanted to walk in between. In between. And he, is, he was his disgusting. But he said, yeah, he will not allow. So, he took his wife and went out and refused that the person would walk between, in between them. The person now cursed him, started shouting, saying, your father, guess what he did? He turned back and said, you die! The next day, the person actually died. One of the things you need to know about uh, Apostle Suleiman is that he's a fasting machine. Somebody say fasting machine. Some of you, the reason why you can't be in covenant, in strong, higher covenant with God, is because you don't know how to fast. You like food too much. You do like food. You do like food. There are people like that. Can't you just take away food for at least one week? Because what makes your covenant powerful is your sacrifice. It's your sacrifice. It's your commitment. Can't you decide you will never get any girlfriend wherever until you are, you are met someone to, to get married to? Can't you just decide it? So that you can command his attention on a different level. Shout to big amen. One of the things I promised God, because the covenant with God for His presence, is I, 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 one of my personal covenants with God is a covenant of His presence. One of the things I promised God is that I will never, I've told you one of the things I promised, I said about women and all that. I told God, secondly, that I will never share His glory with Him. I promised God to that. And so I am very careful. We've seen, we've seen strange healings and miracles in our, in our meetings. Strange! But guess what? I don't keep anyone. I, 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 
as soon as I say thank you, Jesus, glory to God for all of these things he has done, I forget it immediately. That's why I can't recount testimonies many times. Many drastic. Was it the one somebody recently, somebody uh, 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 who couldn't sleep for days? She was in pain. This was the most recent. And then I just prayed over a voice. I told her, play it on your wife's ear. And as soon as she heard it, that same minute, guys, they were in the hospital. This woman fell asleep. And she slept. And since then, she has been sleeping. It's not something you fake. If you have a covenant with God, it is easy. It comes. Do you know what I'm saying? One of the things I tell you, I will share your glory to anybody. I will share your glory to anybody. And then that's one of the reasons why God's presence always shows up. If you want to be a minister, minister with different, different you, you, cry, you, you cry like you know something, and, and power moves the way you move when you cry. Look for confidence. Don't be a bad Christian. Don't be a bad one. There should be certain levels of principles that you live by that nobody even has to know about. Apart from the things you're going to write today, there should be certain levels. Some of you can make a commitment to God that you will not sleep throughout the night again for the next couple of years of your life. You will have one hour in the midnight for him. It's a commitment. Do it for one month and see if, if the spirit will not respond. Try it. You will be shocked the kind of things that will come to you. If, this, what I'm saying now is tested and proven. Is, it, is, is my prescription to you. Do it for seven days. One hour every night for seven days. What will come to you will shock, will shock you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you hearing me? So it's not, it's not about making statements about Lord and Eta Econa to Judea. No. Do let it be. I'm going to number six. Alright, so number six. Okay, yes? Now, number six is covenant of divine healing and health. It's promised in the Bible. I quoted for you Exodus 23 25. Shall serve the Lord your God, shall bless your brother. I say, you will never catch any promise in the Bible without a condition. You will never, without a demand for commitment. You will never. So there's something such as the divine healing and health. You can, you can, you can decide not to seek anymore. Yes, mm. you can decide not to be sick anymore by your level of covenant and commitment to God. You can decide sickness will. Pastor Chris was sharing the story one time. He said he had something that was disturbing a very severe issue that should have costed him a surgery, that should, he should have gone for a surgery. I don't know, I can't, I can't remember exactly what he said. But he said something, he said that while he was having that health issue, God told him, or he got a leading. And he gave out one of his S-class Mercedes-Benz. As soon as he gave that Mercedes-Benz out, one of his best cars, the sickness stopped. That's to tell you that sacrifice is what makes you operate on a higher level of covenant. Yeah. Now, so, so for this covenant of healing and divine health, it differs. God can tell you, you, you stop eating meat from now henceforth. He can tell you, 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 you have to start praying every, every day. He can tell you, you, you have to start fasting. For this covenant of divine healing and health, he will tell you what to do. Are we together? Yeah. He can give you certain instructions. But if that instruction, you will never. Jesus Christ. If a man can walk with God and not die, you can actually defeat death. Did you hear what I said? Yes. 
Enoch walked with the Lord and he was no more. He just this thing is commitment. Listen, no matter how bad your family is, your foundation is, you can become a world renowned celebrity. Yes. From a mocking family, from a crap family. Some people say, ah, the wickedness in my family, the wickedness in my family is too much. Or gah, the witchcraft in Abraham's family was worse than your own. But he, his commitment to God separated him and took him. So divine healing and health. The last one is covenant of victory in face of battle. That is, anyone that tries to confront you is gone and gone forever. I'm telling you, these things are real. These things are real. Don't play with Jesus. Don't play with God. Shout out. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Are we ready for this? Okay. Please, are we still connected online? Is Lagos Church connected? Communion is symbolic of of communion, right? I told you, covenants are renewed by communion. So, it's symbolic of fellowship. We are sharing together. There's nothing very, you know, powerful. Apart from the fact that the Bible says it is the body of Christ and the blood of Christ. There's nothing special with that bread. As you're looking at it like that, that is the is just the significance. What it signifies. Are you hear what I'm saying? So if you take it as normal bread, it will be a normal bread to you. Take it with the revelation of what it signifies. Do you understand? Then it becomes a, com- a spiritual communion. Are we together? I said, are we together? It becomes a spiritual communion. So, the oil, like I said, you should get oil, even if you don't have oil, you put it on your hands and all that. The oil is a weakness. It's going to stand as a weakness because in every time a covenant is taken, there must be a weakness. If you go and sign a loan document, they will say, okay, provide a weakness. If you go and do a business, they will say, provide a weakness. There must be a what? So apart from that, we are surrounded with heavenly weaknesses. The Bible says we are surrounded with so great a cloud of weaknesses. So as we are now, there are people in the realm of spirit hearing what you are saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Apart from that, that we can have a witness. In other words, you can have something to represent you know, that you have actually met with the Lord. So this oil is a witness to remind you of what you have entered with the Lord. So for instance, if you have entered this sevenfold covenant with the Lord and you are away from this place and you are encountering a situation or a problem, you can bring out this oil and say, you heard when I said. How many of you even know that the sun, the moon, the stars, stones, all of them have ears and they have eyes. You don't know. The Bible says, there's a scripture that says, I think in the book of Ezekiel, it says, Hear, O heaven, hear, O earth, hear ye the word of the Lord, hear, O heaven. Everything that God created can hear and they can see. So when we say oil is a witness, it can have ear. It has ears. It has eyes. I don't have time to start opening scriptures to show you a lot of things, but these things are real. Amen. So, we are going to enter into God. Now, I will give you some minutes as, as I will sing. I will worship for a while. And while I'm doing that, I will give you the opportunity to write seven things you want to do. 
you've seen some of the things we mentioned. For instance, now if you're looking for divine wealth, prosperity from God, one of the laws that you must follow is the law of crazy giving. What do I say? Crazy giving. You can't be stingy and be rich. No, you can't. Because wealth, 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 wealth. God gives wealth to channels, not reservoirs. Wealth is for nations. Riches or money can be for an individual. But if you, what you are looking for is wealth. It's not just for you. So God won't give it to you. He will pass it through you. Do you know what I'm saying? Because he's going to give it to nations. So, so you, must, you must decide, I will be a channel. And then wealth will find you. He gives bread to the eater. And he gives seed to the sower. Seed can produce too many bread. Well, one bread can finish at one eating. Just, just in one sitting, you finish one bread. But then seed, once it has one, it can multiply. It's not because it's not just for you; it's for several persons. So you have to be a seed sower if you must receive seed. Covenant of prosperity. You want to be really well, distinctly rich. Learn to be a seed sower. So that should be part of your commitment. So I'll give you some seconds for each of those covenants. Write a commitment that you're making to the Lord. One of the commitments for divine healing and divine health is that you will serve the Lord. According to what I, re- I mentioned, Exodus 23 and 25. You shall serve the Lord your God. You shall preserve, bless your brain and water. Take away sins and disease from, from amongst you. So, serving God. Like serving God. Literally. Cleaning the church. Doing all those things. Serving in the house of God. Literally. is one of the things that takes away sickness and disease from your life. Mashallah farateh <laughs> Are you here? I said, are you here? Yes, sir. So I'm, I'm giving you the opportunity to do that now. Divine mercy, divine healing, uh, divine grace and divine mercy. One of the commitments was that you must also show that others mercy. You must make a commitment to God that you will show others mercy. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain what? Mercy. So under that covenant, you have to say, Lord, I will be merciful to people around me. I will, I will be wicked to people. It's a commitment you will make today. And if you see anybody going through anything, it will talk at, you will do something about it. You will see someone suffering and you are quiet, you have money, you are okay. Is it Jesus Christ? I don't know how to say this to you, but I can tell you as a as a as a person, I have enjoyed the mercy of life. I don't know how to explain this to you. I, I wish I can explain it to you. And you can never know when I don't have one error. Because the moment it goes down, it, it comes up again. I'm telling you. I'm a child of grace oh 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 for the covenant of protection thank you for listening We know this powerful message by Pastor Emmanuel Azizor has blessed you in no small way. Kindly WhatsApp plus 234-701-652-3173 if you wish to give your life to Christ or share your testimonies with us. The number to WhatsApp is plus 234-701-652-3173. God bless you.